0: is your Saturday morning source for everything Huskers. Turn, hand off, the middle, hit the backfield and grill Again, 13's there to make the tackle. Nebraska wins its fifth national championship. Giving you an inside look at everything going on in Husker Nation. This is the KLIN Husker Hour. Strike right, three called, and the Huskers are the Big Ten Conference champions. Our hosts KLIN contributor Cole Stukenholtz and Sports Director Caleb Henry.
1: Good Saturday morning. Welcome to another edition of the KLIN Husker Hour. We're split up, but we're doing it week before Christmas. A lot to talk about. We've got a recruiting class. We've got the volleyball pro- program going for a natty tonight. We've got hoops in action tomorrow. Busy, busy time. We're, we still have a coaching vacancy. Get, Caleb, you hired to be the special teams coordinator. you? Um,
2: I think if I was devoted to it 24-7, I could figure it out. Just have someone who's, <laughs> who's 100% devoted to just that thing. Um, but obviously there are a, a few, just a few, more qualified individuals out there. So we'll, we'll see if that position gets filled with a special teams coordinator or if it continues to be split up because they're still technically not a running backs coach either.
1: That is true, and, and I definitely want to get to that. Uh, we, a lot of well, the football program, and basketball-wise, uh, I mentioned both teams in action tomorrow, uh, we will have women's basketball coach Jamie Williams on the program uh, on uh, games – I am on the road right now, Caleb. Um, I'm headed to destinations in Middle Missouri to get our children and our family and uh, and everybody involved a new puppy. We've got we got a little puppy dog right here. If you're on the if you're on the Facebook Live, you can see him. He's he's a pretty cute little dog, <laughs> about three months old. Uh, we'll give you a pup date next week. Oh, when, a pup uh, date. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it'll be a, it'll be a Christmas miracle. Uh, but so so that's that. That's why I'm not in studio. So Caleb's holding it down there with Kenny Larrabee in studio. Uh, I want to talk about that game Thursday, Caleb. you you got a storied program. You have got a Hall of Fame coach. Been a bit doubted this season. Off their game in some early losses. Uh, playing against an upstart opponent. You've got some title hopes on the line. But enough about the Kansas City Chiefs reminding <laughs> everyone about who runs this AFC. How about Husker Volleyball? John Cook has this program on the verge of their sixth national championship. It will be his fifth at Nebraska. It'd be the first since 2017, in which Lauren Stiverns was a part of the program, and she's back doing it again here. Uh, just can't say enough about their performance on Thursday. A little bit of a slow start. Pitt took set one, but Nebraska found their groove. Uh, They did it with defense. They did it with the block. They did it with some well-timed just soul-crushing rallies where Pitt could not find the floor. Uh, You you can't say enough about the way this team performed, and and here they are with a third shot at Wisconsin looking for that national title.
2: Well, you jumped ahead a little bit, Cole, because we haven't been able to talk with you. Obviously, I've been on all week, but the Texas match...
1: Texas match last Saturday. The yeah, Texas match,
2: which I think, granted, although you, although you beat Pitt in the Final Four to send Nebraska to uh, another national title, four in the last seven years, um, which just sounds in, in, insane. <laughs> but you, I think, winning that Texas match was even bigger. That felt bigger, like like. Thursday night was still phenomenal, and it got pushed super late because Louisville-Wisconsin was going on, and that match went five, and it pushed the start time back almost an hour for Nebraska-Pitt, but last Saturday's win over Texas felt as big or bigger because of it was Texas that knocked you out in the spring, all of the social media stuff afterwards, during and afterwards, and then... It's in Texas. It's at their place. Um, It's at their arena where their crowd is loud. That arena, for as small as it is, and and let's talk about this for just a second, that arena, (laughs) yes, it is significantly smaller than the Devaney Center. It's barely smaller than what the old Coliseum was. So I know folks loved how loud you could get in the Coliseum. It was a lot more similar to that, just the lighting was set up different, and obviously it looked a lot more like like a rec center. Um, although people, d- isn't the, the Coliseum, don't people go play like intramurals at the Coliseum anyway? So, but, yeah. No, yeah. College sports fans throw shade without really looking inside, so that, that's one of the <laughs> things. But that place was loud, and what was really weird during that Texas match was the amount of infighting on the Texas side. Their coaches kind of going nuts throughout the game. Players turning and yelling at each other. Players yelling at the coach. They switched centers, and the center was going at it with the coach on the bench. Um, That's not something you see with this Husker team. You see a lot of intensity, and you saw a number of losses happen over this year. You had a three-game losing streak uh, in the non-conference, but you didn't see anyone start to turn on each other. And Texas, who had only lost once this year, didn't know how to deal with the fact that they weren't having success. And this Nebraska team, that that's one of the beauties of, of the way John Cook set up this this season. He had to experiment with the lineup. And you've had Allie Batenhorst and Lindsey Krause just come alive in this postseason. Um, obviously, Lexi Rodriguez, we can get into all of her accolades and all the All-American stuff we learned about this week. but. Yep. By doing all that experimentation through the non-conference, adding Lauren Stevens through the conference schedule, watching players develop and get better over the course of the season, set up this team to know, like on Thursday in the NCAA semifinal, know that first set didn't go well, 25-16. And Pitt looked otherworldly, like they could not be stopped. Nebraska took a deep breath, took over the rest of the match, wins it 3-1. Those are the types of things you get from a mentally strong team, a mentally strong coach, and they've been coached to, to know that at any time, as long as you've still got sets to give, as long as there are still points that you can go get, you're alive and can go win the darn thing. And that's why the, the Texas match was, I think so far, their win of the postseason, but to know that in the NCAA semifinal, an hour after you were supposed to start, you got walloped uh, quickly in that first set, they, they were very fast with their tempo. And then Nebraska just stuck with it and went and won, and now they get a chance to uh, get rid of uh, some more demons tonight with Wisconsin. Six thirty first serve. It'll be able to be heard over on B107.3. Uh, Cole, I've got to ask you, because I know Jack uh, Mitchell has YouTube TV, and he's got to find a different way to watch the game now because YouTube yep. and uh, Disney, ESPN... Have not been able to come to an agreement. So there are ESPN channels. Tonight's match is on ESPN two. So folks aren't going to be able to watch it there. Obviously, like we said, you can listen to it on B one oh seven point three with uh, John Baylor and Lauren Cook West. There's also a free viewing party at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, doors okay. there open at five thirty. But Cole, is, is that gonna change your viewing experience for this evening?
1: No, it will not. Uh, my my day job is uh, does involve working for a cable company, so oh, I've, I've yeah. got uh, got that subscription uh, handled. So I'll be able to be able to view that just fine. And but obviously, you know, you got the radio broadcast. So there's nothing more you need right there. Just tune into to JB, listen to him talking about uh, Lexi Rodriguez digging like an archaeologist. So <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm so glad you brought up the Texas match because I had completely forgotten. First of all. Horns down. Get that get that on the, uh, the old stream there. Uh, secondly, uh, Nebraska volleyball getting back to the final four uh, just once again proves that Alabama is the Nebraska volleyball of college football because uh, they, they end up in the final four just like <laughs> Nebraska volleyball does every year. Um, and, and, yeah, looking, looking to ahead to tonight, look, Nebraska has been handled by Wisconsin a couple of times. Uh, and, and Nebraska was going to have a rematch regardless if they got by a because they lost to Louisville in the non-conference mm-hmm. uh, and, and they lost to Wisconsin twice in the Big Ten season. So either way, they were going to have a chance at a rematch to to right the wrongs from earlier in the season. And and it's, it's very fitting that it's Wisconsin because, number one, it's a Big Ten versus Big Ten national title. Uh, and, number two, Wisconsin is the one team that I think has Nebraska's number more so than anybody because they did it not once – Twice they did it twice with more difference in the lineup and healthy Louisville and the other two non-conference losses uh, were without Lawrence difference. who wasn't healthy yet. Right. So looking, looking ahead to tonight, you've got Nebraska at full strength. You've got everybody rolling. You've got the serving working. You've got the block working Kayla mm-hmm. Caffey. Uh, she of not good enough to be all big 10 yet was second team all America. Uh, Every slight that they have uh, endured all season, all the naysayers that you know, and, you know, maybe deservedly so with all the losses that they uh, had in the non-conference, uh, and then you know, still finishing second in the Big Ten, but the tenth overall seed, and yet here they are on the doorstep of another national title. Uh, it, it speaks to, like you said, the the togetherness of the team, the uh, the way that John Cook. Just runs his stuff. Uh, he, he knows what he wants in recruiting and he goes and gets it. You know, the top classes uh, uh, recently with you got Krause and Baden and Lexi Rodriguez showing you exactly why those, those were top recruits. And, and the way that he's put it all together with, you know, having a very prominent player like Lexi Sun basically a non factor in the postseason and she's still showing support for the players that are on the court mm-hmm. for the player that took her spot. It, it, it is a testament to teamwork and to togetherness that you don't see in some of the other programs at Nebraska and, and other other teams nationally in and, and every level of sport, uh, all the way to professional ranks. And so it, it is it is a sight to see everybody should be proud of this team regardless of what happens tonight uh, because they're a great example of, of what you can do uh, with... You know all the things that John Cook preaches, you know we over me mm-hmm. and and all of those all those messages they work and and he proves it yet again this season uh getting to the final four and now into the national championship match
2: yeah, and that's that's just one of those things that when you think about Nebraska volleyball, you think well, they're never out of it because of that we over me they have six all Americans on this team. Um, let's talk about that for a second. You had um, Kayla Caffey got her first ever All America nod uh, earlier this week as she is second team. Uh, Maddie Kubik added another one. She's third team. Lexi Rodriguez first team. The only freshman, and yes, that did mean she ended up getting the ABCA National Player of the National Freshman uh, Player of the freshman Year. Of the year. Yep. Um, she's the first ever libero to win that award. The second ever Husker. To win that award, obviously got to go back to uh, Sarah Pavin, and then you have Nicklin Hames, who's honorable mention, and she's a previous All American. Lauren Stiverns, who's a previous All American multiple times. Lexi Sun, who's a previous All American multiple times. You've got All Americans that aren't on the floor for six rotations. That's very different from Wisconsin, that you'll see where they're All Americans. That class they have, that yes, they've got a five-time All American which is very hard to do. Um <laughs> you know, that's borderline impossible. It it may never be done again. Just yeah. the just the way that all the eligibility is going to work itself out. Um gosh, Reky's really good. <laughs> but yes. so talking to Nebraska, Wisconsin, yes, Wisconsin's won the last 7 in a row. But but Cole in the national championship match, Nebraska's 1 and 0 against the Badgers back to 2000. Mm. That was the last year that you had to serve to score. Prior it was before the rally scoring. And Nebraska got that national championship. I believe that that was the second national championship in program history after the uh the 95 yep. after the 95 championship.
1: Cooks first and it was against his former team the Badgers too. Mm-hmm.
2: So you you've got everything setting up. The semifinals were awesome because you had ACC versus Big 10 on both sides. Um Ones versus ones, twos versus twos. Um, And and now you get your de facto, because of the the way the Big Ten uh, schedule, it's still not 100% even. Um, And yes, Nebraska lost to Wisconsin twice, so Wisconsin was your Big Ten champions. Um, It would have been really weird had Nebraska won that and then Nebraska's conference champion, but they split. This gives you that one match for it all. Type of atmosphere, and you've got that in Columbus, Ohio tonight. Um, Huskers and Badgers. I'm going to be watching at home. Um, I don't think I'll slide over to Pinnacle Bank Arena, but I know there's a lot of folks planning to head over there. And uh, Cole, you guys will be watching with a brand new puppy.
1: We will be watching with a brand new puppy. We're very excited about that. Uh, I, I may be sixth most excited in my family, but you know we're we're all excited. <laughs> Different levels of excitement. Uh, and they just found that the kids just fell last night, so uh, we're we're ex- we're just about as excited as all of Husker Nation is to watch that match tonight, uh, or listen to it, of course, on B one hundred seven point three. Let's let's hit our first break. We we've, we've got a lot more to get to. Obviously, the volleyball uh, we we covered a lot there. We'll hit on a little bit more later on as well. Amy Williams, women's basketball coach, coming up uh, in in uh, about nine forty, and we didn't even touch on yet some football stuff. We'll have to hit on. Uh, a three-year starter on the offensive line.
2: Oh, looks like Cole's cutting Is out going a little bit. To an
1: old conference foe. Yep. Uh, we, we will uh, we will hit on all of that uh, and the recruiting class to get to as well when we come back here on the KLI on Husker Hour.
0: Huskers those that cover the big red this is the klin husker hour on lincoln's husker radio 14993
1: klin if you missed it this week it was signing day the early signing period just happened uh, wednesday thursday friday kind of snuck up on people because usually a little bit closer to christmas but the way christmas is uh you know lining up on a saturday here we are we've already got uh, a majority of the class in, uh, including a, a couple surprises down towards the end here. Uh, I think uh, you got a, a nice one in Jaden Gold, who was a uh, cornerback who was committed to USC, Caleb, but he decommits with the coaching change there, uh, and Nebraska never lost contact, stayed in touch with him. He's actually from the same high school as Ramir Johnson, uh, so give an assist to the to the late-season Husker starting running back, who uh, certainly in the mix to – to be the guy in 2022 as well, and then uh, in contention, I'm not going to give him the title, but in contention for the best name in this class, transfers included, uh, because there's a kicker and punter who are pretty tough to top. Uh, but how about the coldest Crawford, wide receiver out of Louisiana, to ever uh, do I, it? I, I've, I've heard, I've heard his middle name is to ever do it too. So <laughs> the coldest to ever do it—that's my nickname from from middle school. If you. Uh, if you want to believe that. But It is it is it is a class that was obviously going to be small uh, all the time and is still not very highly ranked, but those two guys made it a pretty nice little uh, addition. And Malcolm Hartzog, too, uh, the player of the year out of Mississippi, who could really help in the return game as well. Uh, it, it, it's small. It's not very highly rated, uh, but Nebraska is still chasing some transfers. It's still a work in progress. You still have the February signing day uh, and still a coaching vacancy to fill. Uh, I think a lot of the story has yet to be told, but uh, there you are with with your recruiting day, Caleb. Any any takeaways that you had uh, from Nebraska's class of not only the the commits and signees for 2022, but also some of the transfers.
2: Well, even with having your uh, coaching changes, you still got your quarterback, Richard Torres, and um, maybe maybe not the most highly recruited guy to begin with, but he was your guy. He was he was who you wanted as a quarterback out of that high school class. Um, so, despite all of the changes you still get that guy. Uh you, you look to who you're able to bring in as one of those skill positions, which I think we all know is one of Nebraska's best coming back, um, and especially with the addition of your new wide receivers coach, um, that going forward, hey, I think you could you can do some stuff with what's there, and then you add DeColdus Crawford. Um and so you, you add these guys that can be do a little bit of everything on the offensive side of the ball, but maybe they can do a little something in special teams. You need more of that. Need more of the wide receivers um, involved on special teams. Uh, no, still no special teams coach. But you're adding place kickers and punters through the transfer portal all over the place. Um, at, at some point, half this roster is going to be place kickers and punters. Uh, but you get the FCS. Uh, was it the FCS punter of the year, Cole, or was the punter place
1: kicker? Yeah, punter of the year. Yep. Yeah, and of the and year. out of Montana. They- that pipeline to Montana now is Samari Touré and now uh, Brian Buscini.
2: <laughs> that that weird, grisly pipeline. Um, but yeah, you've got those, and then it, it is still a concern that you don't have the special teams coordinator, and you've gone through um, that early signing day. Um, it is a concern that you don't have a quarterback. There have been guys that we know have been offered, and there have been guys that uh, fans have floated out there that they would like to see those guys come here and those guys haven't No, nobody has committed as a matter of fact that Akron um, quarterback didn't even make his visit to Nebraska um, and we know that guy was yep. was obviously an, an option if he, he was getting the, the invite to come in for a visit um, but you've got your quarterbacks coach in Mark Whipple who is he going to be able to go is it I know it's not very high up on the list but He did make a visit to Chubba Purdy. Is that someone who's high up on their priority list? Is it someone else? Is it the young man out of USC um, where we started to see a little bit of run there? Um, Yeah, Nebraska's former quarterback, Adrian Martinez, headed south to Kansas State. I think we all figured that was what was going to end up happening, but he made that official announcement this week. Um, So that that does give me concern out of all of the, the good players you saw sign, out of all of the um, the transfers that you saw commit to Nebraska. Um, Darius Payne pulling his name from the transfer portal. That's a big deal. Um, he's back, my gay guy. He's back. Um, but the fact that you don't have uh, that quarterback locked up and you have to replace on the offensive line your undisputed leader in center Cam Jerkins, yeah. who's going to uh, who's declaring for that NFL draft. And I think he's got grades as high as the third round. Man, social media folks are idiots. The the amount of people that, <laughs> that I see reply to stories and reply to that news and said, there's no chance. What, did he burn all the film? What, did he finally learn to snap? Guys, in three years as a starter, he missed one game. He gave up one quarterback sack in four quarterback hurries. There are guys that average that per game. Okay? Um... He is. You just have to look at the Oklahoma film on what he was able to do downfield. He yeah. turned some heads with that. He, yeah. the intelligence it took to move him from tight end to center, his ability to take on that role, learn that position, modify his body to fit that position. He's going to make himself a, a bit of money and a career in the NFL. I don't know if he'll be all pro. I don't know how that transition is going to go. Um, and some people said, oh, he only got a uh, third team all Big Ten. You guys know how good the linemen are in this league? And so many people, oh, did, he, he must have burned the film. You guys must not be watching any film. Because Cam Jurgens is one of the best centers in the country. And it might not show itself in the awards because the team didn't have the win success while he was there. You don't win a lot of games just because you've got one of the best centers in the country. That's not the issue. Cam Jergens has not been the issue um, outside of yeah. those few snapping errors he had when he was still learning the position. And I still think he's he's learning the position. But he's going to get drafted. And Let's say even if he didn't get drafted, he's going to end up on some folks. He's going to get be a free agent signee. They're going to get him in. Um, he's going to have a great offseason. I fully believe in what Cam Jurgens has going on here. That's why halfway through the season I said this offensive line is not as young as people are saying because they're just looking at the eligibility next to the name. Cam Jurgens technically a sophomore, but he's been here four years. There are a lot of social media idiots. Um, someone who's not an idiot, an idiot is whoever's telling Cam Jurgens he's got a chance to get drafted because he's got a heck of a chance. Cole, a lot
1: of a lot of idiots on social media. I don't know where you're where you're getting that information. That seems really far fetched. <laughs> that, that's
2: the nicest um, word I can come up with right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's fair. So I've got uh, your concerns. I think are shared by many, and I I would I wouldn't discount any of them. Uh, I, I mentioned the Cam Jurgens possibility of leaving on the show as as maybe being the biggest non Adrian Martinez vacancy that Nebraska would potentially have to fill in terms of guys who could return but probably wouldn't. Damian Daniels is right there with him, but Cam Jurgens leaving is definitely a, a big hole in that offensive line. Um, I, I I have a few predictions in in terms of what still is going to happen this offseason. Um, obviously, I think they're still like you mentioned chasing a quarterback in the portal. I think they're going to get one. Um, and I think we could find out maybe even before Christmas. Uh, that's, that's one of my predictions. I also think they're still chasing a D-lineman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't get a lot of D-linemen in this class. I think only one signed. Now, they do have some guys potentially to fill Damian Daniels' shoes in the middle. You've got Schutmacher. Uh, you got Weaver and Buckley as well. Both of those guys are, are large individuals. Uh, so any of those three could take his spot. Uh, but I think it'll be more of a rotation. But they, they didn't get a lot of defensive linemen in this class, so you might chase the portal uh, for that, too. Um, in terms of Cole, the coaching staff...
2: Cole, real quick, as yeah, you're talking about players before you get to the coaches, um, what's yeah. your opinion, just because we've heard some of the people, there, there are it's not a big contingent, but there are folks out there that are not as concerned about getting a quarterback in the transfer portal that that, that they believe you just roll with... Logan Smothers and Heinrich Harburg and um, a rehabbing Richard Torres. And you say, those are your guys because you've got to win with who's, who's loyal to you. And you don't go, they don't believe in using the portal for anything. Um, but they think if you got to the fall, Logan Smothers is ready or Heinrich Harburg is ready to take that position. Um, how do you feel about that?
1: Look, I think you've got to try to better your team in any way you can. Uh, this is a different situation than when Scott Frost got here in 2018. The famous Joe Burrow. Oh, is, is he better than who we got? Referring to Adrian Martinez coming in. <laughs> Look, Adrian Martinez had a heck of a career. Um, I don't know that revisionist history is is going to just you know. You would have made the same choice when Scott Frost.
2: Um, looks like we're losing that didn't losing really Cole exist a bit. in
1: early twenty eighteen. You got me? Yep, we got Are you. Cole. Here? Yep, you're back. Okay. All right. All right. So so the the, the quarterback thing, if you have Smothers and Harburg and, and maybe Torres is healthy enough to play, you can make that work. I think we saw in the Iowa game you can have a serviceable offense with Logan Smothers at quarterback. Uh, maybe Harburg takes that next step and he can even supplant Smothers and, and make some make some plays for Nebraska's offense in twenty twenty two. If they don't get a quarterback, it doesn't do Nebraska to another three and nine season. But that being said, I think you better yourself and get somebody who can take you to a level that maybe Smothers or Harburg can't get you to in 2022. That doesn't say that they couldn't develop into something later on, Uh, but I I do think that you should go for somebody in the portal uh, because you can make a you can make a splash and you can make it uh, an offense that can take you places. Uh, when you may not be able to lean on the defense like you did in 2021 because you are going to have to replace some important pieces in the secondary uh, and then up front as well with Damian Daniels and Ben Stilley. Um, And then to to get to the coaching staff as as we we wrap up here this segment, I I, I think Bill Bush is probably going to be your special teams coordinator. Uh, You saw Brian Bushini, I think his tweet after he committed – he uh, mentions Bill Bush specifically, uh-huh. uh, and and so that that may not be a hey. This guy's definitely going to be the special teams coach. It may not be a hey. They already told me that he's going to be the special teams coach. We just can't say it yet because we want to keep uh, you know our our flexibility with Ron Brown being able to get out and recruit. Um, I wouldn't discount maybe seeing a defensive staff member move after signing day is, is past now mm-hmm. um, because those guys may have options, and that would move uh, one spot from the defense over maybe to the offense. Uh, you could still get a running backs coach in there uh, and have a special teams coordinator if you have some movement on the defensive coaching staff side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't t- I wouldn't discount that completely yet either. Uh, so there's, like I said, a lot of moving pieces with this offseason. Uh, and, and the recruiting class, getting those guys signed, some of these transfers in, uh, is definitely a big piece of that as well. Uh, and, and I want to just end the, end the segment with this. I, I know DeColdis Crawford is one heck of a name, DeColdis to ever do it. Uh, but how, how, how do you feel about having a kicker at a program that hasn't had a bowl game in five seasons, that just went 3-9, and nine, currently on a six-game losing streak, and you go get a kicker with his last name as Bleak Road. Are you kidding me?
2: We, hey, you know how to get rid of the, uh, the jinx. You go and get Bleak Road to end the Bleak Road, all right?
1: <laughs> hey, Pitt. We talked about Pitt playing Nebraska in volleyball on Thursday. Uh, Pitt recently had a kicker whose last name was Blewett. So it's <laughs> yeah, Bleak Road, Blewett. I'm not sure. Both of those are pretty good.
2: Hey, it's uh, much but, better than uh, that guy who was kicking at Iowa State for a few years.
1: <laughs> a Sally, yeah, a Sally. It's, uh-huh. it's not what it looks like. It's, <laughs> it's definitely not what it looks like, which I'm not going to say on the air right now, uh, because I value KLIN's FCC license. Uh, all right, that that's gonna do it for me. But Caleb's got another half hour. He's gonna keep it rolling. Uh, he's got a lot more to talk about with volleyball's match tonight for the Natty against Wisconsin. Uh, and don't forget, women's basketball coach Amy Williams is coming up at nine forty. Caleb will have that for you as well uh caleb and i will probably not be live next week because it is a christmas day saturday yeah we'll have Uh, Mannheim steamroller uh, yeah we'll have Mannheim steamroller uh maybe a best of whatever it is uh it'll be great you should tune in anyway but you won't get us live uh we'll probably be back uh live uh maybe new year's day if not the Mm. uh the 8th of january but at any rate um caleb you go ahead and take it away the rest of the show We'll be back right after this here on the KLIN
0: Husker Hours. Your Saturday morning source for everything Huskers is right here. You're listening to the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1499.3 KLIN.
2: Rolling along on a Saturday. Thanks to Cole for making about a half-hour appearance this week. Man, he's had it easy the last couple of weeks. He was off last week. I did the show by myself for about half-hour. He comes in. He's riding with the fam over to Missouri, picking up a puppy, but... And then he won't be back in. I know he said maybe it'll be a best of. It It won't be a best of. I'll tell you guys next Saturday, it's going to be Chip Davis and American Christmas. And that's going to be part of 48 hours that we will have here in American Christmas on 1499.3 KLIN, one of our favorite traditions uh, to bring every Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas. um, So next Friday and Saturday, No, no local programming, but you will get all of those holiday feels with. One of the best ever do a Chip Davis Mannheim steamroller. Um, a Nebraska product right up the road in Omaha. Um, so, as we talk... And then on New Year's Day, we'll probably be... We'll probably be recorded. That's fine. That's, that's not a secret in radio that... We might be up late on New Year's Eve, so probably recording that. Um, just a real quick segment on Nebraska. Men's basketball have been off this week. Obviously, things did not go well um, a week ago in Atlanta against Auburn. Another 30-point blowout. Um, Chris Bazinet was the one to share this note that I believe in Nebraska basketball program history, never has the team lost two back-to-back by 30-plus. And that's where you're at with this program right now. Now, you're back home. You've got Kansas State. Uh, tomorrow, that game will go at uh, 5 o'clock. Let me turn around and look at this. Yeah, 5 o'clock. 4 o'clock pregame here on KLIN. Uh, women's basketball is going to be going at noon. We'll be talking with Coach Amy Williams here in, in just a few minutes and obviously volleyball tonight. But for men's basketball, man, you've got to get some stuff figured out. Um, Hoiberg has talked this week that They're going through, they're they're trying to figure out why the team is shooting well in practices and shooting well in in their shoot-arounds, and then just things aren't clicking um, during the game. And they didn't even shoot that bad against Auburn a week ago. It was just Auburn got rolling and Nebraska couldn't do anything to stop them. That, to me... Um, and then, obviously, before that, you had the Michigan game where there was just no energy. That has become a giant issue. Can you put enough guys that are on the floor that are going to make baskets, um, that are going to sell out on defense, that are going to chase the rebounds? Um, and right now, you just don't have that with the men's basketball team. You've got all that and more with your women's basketball team. That's why they're 10-0. and and things looking really, really good for Amy Williams and company. Um, one other note, want to make uh, make before we get to our break and get to Coach Amy Williams is Nebraska wrestling off um, this week. As a matter of fact, they're off until January. Cancelled their match. They were supposed to have a, a duel today with South Dakota State um, that got cancelled. Because of COVID-related COVID illnesses within the Huskers program, um, so we've we've talked about other matches and other sports that have been called off due to predominantly COVID with the opponents. Volleyball had it late in the season. I believe it was against Rutgers. Um, That ended up being a forfeit in the standings there. Um, But Nebraska Wrestling is top 10 in the country. I believe number 8 had to call off their weekend match because of COVID within their own program. When we come back, program that doesn't have COVID and that has got everything rolling, Nebraska women's basketball. We'll have Coach Amy Williams when we come back
0: on the KLIN Husker Hour. From the Sons of Nebraska. Giving you an inside look at everything Huskers. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on 1499.3 KLIN.
2: Caleb Henry with you on this Saturday morning. Cole Stukenholtz with the family, going puppy shopping. And now I'm happy to be joined by Coach Amy Williams of Nebraska Women's Basketball. Coach, thanks for making some time this Saturday morning. I'm happy to be with you, Caleb. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now there's, and this is just from growing up as the the son of a, a high school basketball coach. You kind of, when you see the schedule and you look out front, and this was always something we did, even when I was playing for my dad in high school, was kind of where where do you think you'll be? What what are the wins? What are the games that might be a little bit more up in the air? And your team is ten and zero. When you were looking at the the schedule ahead of the season, did Were you seeing this team get into double digits without a loss?
3: (laughs) That's kind of been the popular question. I'll be honest. Um, Caleb like my my husband who I is who I always say you know when when I met him um he was a division one men's basketball coach and and one of the best basketball minds I know but that is his favorite game uh to play like he loves to play that game and go through the schedule and and um map out wins and losses but um something that even as a daughter of a basketball coach I've just never really loved to do like I just want to take one game at a time and um So for me, no, honestly, I don't think that I ever sat down and went through and looked and thought, yeah, there's a good chance we could be 10 and 0. But I will say that um, working with this group all summer during our uh, eight weeks of summer access, we started to see some flashes of some good things that we felt like this could really be a good team depending on how well we continued to improve and just Connected as a group, and um, I've been I've been pleased so far how they've done that, and I think that's the reason that we find ourselves ten and zero right now.
2: I feel like all we did was just discover a, a, a gender divide on who likes to look at schedules and map things out <laughs> and who doesn't. Um, so I'm glad I'm glad your husband's on our side with that. Um,
3: but he definitely is. Um,
2: yes. But as, as we're looking at that, and we'll just talk about women's sports for a second because things are going really well at Nebraska. Um, not a knock on, on men's sports because wrestling's top ten in the country, baseball's defense defending um, Big Ten champion, and we, we know a lot of stuff is going well, but for the women's programs right now, bowling is defending national champion. They didn't lose it all this fall. Uh, you're 10-0. Volleyball's in the national championship tonight. How, how much do you love that as a, a former athlete, as, as a women's coach, um, that you're at a university that values women's sports to the point it does, but also that there's all of this success being carried for the university on the women's side of athletics?
3: yeah it brings me just great pot pride as a um husker alum just to to be a to be associated with the university of nebraska and just just a special place but it's um it's been really fun I, I really truly believe the rising tide raises all ships i think when you're around know, we have such a special environment at nebraska where um you know it encourages togetherness, you know, the, the training table where our kids eat together with the other athletes. We, we study together. There's a lot of, um, camaraderie that is, um, encouraged in just the environment in our athletic department. And I think that, you know, when our team is watching the bowling, uh, young ladies win the national championship, it just, um, it infuses that expectation of being competitive and, and, um, I just, I love being around it. I love you know just soaking it in i've I've spent time really trying to uh, learn from. Uh, John Cook and Rhonda Ravel and John Walker and just, I mean, every other coach that I possibly can in our athletic department trying to pick their brains and learn something from them, something that can help our program continue to raise the bar. And, um, it's, it's pretty special to sit and watch and just so excited for tonight and, um, to, to cheer on volleyball in the national championship game. It's amazing.
2: Uh, I know there, there's going to be a lot of folks go to Pinnacle Bank Arena um, to watch, obviously volleyball tonight, and then obviously uh, basketball, both UA and the men's team uh, tomorrow. Now, talking about your team, and I don't know if you remember, but ahead, ahead of the season, um, up on on a Monday at the uh, at Memorial Stadium on the sixth floor, I asked you how your defense was going to change without Kate Kane anchoring the middle. I did not realize you would turn to a five-nine transfer shot blocker.
3: <laughs> Me neither. Me neither, Caleb. I didn't I didn't realize that either. So <laughs>
2: um
3: Oh my goodness.
2: For folks out there that don't know, Jazz Shelley uh, is is five foot nine. Um and she's been what what has she meant to your to your program coming in? I know that just from from the outside looking in and covering this team, it looks like it's allevi- alleviated some of the the ball handling necessities for Sam Hybee, not to say that she doesn't do that. It's taken away um, a little bit of the scoring pressure from Izzy Bourne, not to say she doesn't still score, but it seems like she's really helped out your team as a whole.
3: Yes, there's no doubt about that. I think that she is the type of player that just makes everybody else around her better. And so it has... um, put a lot of people in positions where they can kind of focus in on areas where they're great. I think you've mentioned Sam Hybe uh, not having to carry as much of the uh, ball handling um, load and initiating offense for the entire ball game of, uh, Izzy Bourne, but also, you know, and Ashley Scoggin, I think, has really benefited with um, Jazz Shelley uh, being in the program. I think, as that um, additional ball handler with Sam and Jazz being able to do more of the initiating of offensive freeze. Ashley Scoggin up to really do what she's great at and just just sprint the floor and find opportunities to set her feet and um, catch and shoot shots, which is where she really thrives and has worked hard to become um, just a great shooter. I think there's um, lots of lots of ways that, you know, Jazz has made an impact both on the offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the ball for uh, our group. And, and, uh, you know, I think uh, she's just been a really good piece.
2: Since we are here in Lincoln, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about Alexis Markowski, um, who yeah. broke, who broke her dad's three point career, uh, mark by making one. Um, and, and she got, she got a double double. What, how have you watched her development, um, from when you first got her in the gym and then obviously through the course of this season? Cause it seems like just each game out, she gets better and better.
3: She does. She's continuing to work incredibly hard, um, you know, in practice, but outside of practice to continue to improve and gain confidence. I think um, I would be lying if I didn't say, I mean, she came to us um with really great coaching and and um obviously she's been around the game a long time so um some of the things that i love the most about Lex um is not you know i i can't take any credit she brought into our program i think her very first individual meeting with our coaching staff where we were talking through things probably 15 times she said i i just want to win and um she plays like that every day she comes to practice with that competitive mentality she She believes, uh, every time she steps on the floor that, um, that this game we can win and, and, uh, that she's instilling that belief in, um, in other people. It's contagious. I just, I love her competitive spirit. And she brought that in, um. But I think the way that we've just watched her, you know, work, she, she gets frustrated if she didn't shoot her free throws as well as she wanted to, or she, you know, missed some, some easy layups. So she gets in outside of practice. She really works. She spent a lot of time trying to just, um, get a little softer touch here or there, or be confident over either shoulder. And, and, um, with that work, we see her continuing to improve, to improve each game out.
2: Well, she and the rest of those Husker freshmen you brought in, they're all undefeated in their collegiate careers right now, Coach. So that's one thing that they get to keep uh, working on, especially if Alexis says she just wants to win. It's worked so far Mm -hmm. through 10. Uh, We'll get you out of here on this one because there is commencement going on. As a matter of fact, you've got one who's currently going through that. Bella Craven's graduating in three and a half years. I know later today there's going to be the student-athlete graduate reception uh, at Memorial Stadium, but how... uh, at the end of the day, that's that's what you're bringing folks in to do. Ten and O, that's that's one side of the equation, but the academic side of it. How special is that for you that right now Bella Craven's going through commencement? But that that's the ultimate goal, right?
3: Yeah, that is the ultimate goal, and just we're very proud. Bella's another in the line of, um, you know, 100% graduation rate for women's basketball since they started tracking that, Um, and we're just very proud of that. And that is the ultimate goal. I'm so proud Bella is just thriving in our program to get to graduate today and be out there on the court tomorrow, and um, we're excited for her family to be making their their first trip to Lincoln, Nebraska, because, you know, under normal recruiting situations, we would have brought them here Mm -hmm. on her recruiting visit. However, she didn't get to come visit Lincoln before she um, selected to transfer here. So this is, um, you know, kind of a unique weekend. We're so excited to have uh, her mom and dad here to celebrate her graduation and also to get to see her play in Pinnacle Bank Arena.
2: Well, Coach, we're we're always excited to see that success. There was a there was a video Coach Cook shared for the volleyball program yesterday. We love seeing all of that come out from these student athletes. The, that student side first. I remember being that part being hammered when I was in college. The student part comes first. Um, but great to see that your program at ten and zero. We're, we're excited to see the team back in action tomorrow at noon against Drake. Thanks for giving us some time on the KLI and Husker Hour.
3: Thanks for having me, Caleb.
2: That's Nebraska women's basketball coach Amy Williams. We'll wrap up Husker Hour next.
0: Giving you a complete review of the Huskers news this week. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1499.3 KLIN. Wrapping things up here on this Husker Hour.
2: Cole was in for the first half. He'll be back in a couple weeks. We will not be here. Next Saturday, as we will have some Christmas programming, so Merry Christmas to everyone. Hope you're all having a great holiday season, whether you've celebrated the last weekend or this weekend or next weekend, whenever you can get together with family. Um, hope that's all going well. A couple more notes before I do get us out of here and on to a best of LNK today, and then one shot, one live, grow Lincoln, and all of your great Saturday programming here on KLIN. JoJo Doman earlier this week announced as a AP second team All-American. Uh, another big nod there for the Colorado uh, product. He is the first Husker to be named an All-American from a major selector since 2014. There was a trio of Huskers um, did so that year. That was the last year of Bo Pelini. No, he did not coach in the bowl game. Um, those three were Amir Abdullah, Randy Gregory, and DeMorne pearson L. So that's one streak broken. Um, you do have several Huskers, including JoJo, who are going to try their hand at the NFL Draft. Cam Jurgens announced that this week. Um, some men's basketball news. When they get back in action tomorrow at 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock pregame against Kansas State here on 1400 3KLIN. They'll be without Wilhelm Breidenbach. Now he missed last Saturday as well because he left the Michigan game the Tuesday before uh, with a leg injury. Um, went down and and then was only on the bench for maybe about a a minute, two minutes, and they took him into the locker room. He didn't return. Um, But Coach Fred Hoiberg announced that Breidenbach likely out uh, for the rest of the season with that leg injury. That'll be a big blow. Breidenbach, 6'10", freshman, continuing to improve uh, week after week, game after game. Um, And that size is going to be, for a team that was already struggling one on the defensive end, where six ten is that just is helpful at all times, but also with rebounding the ball, six ten again, very helpful with that side of the ball. And again, no Husker wrestling today because their their dual with uh, South Dakota State canceled due to COVID cases within the Husker program uh, just a quick recap, volleyball going on tonight, make sure you find a way to get to ESPN2 if you've got YouTube TV, you're going to have to find a different way to watch that watch that match 6.30 is the first serve and you can listen to it on B107.3, 6 o'clock pregame with John Baylor and Lauren Cook West, you've got 6 All-Americans for that volleyball program, Lexi Rodriguez leading the way with a first team nod earlier this week, she is the AVCA freshman national player of the year. Um, first one since Sarah Pavin, um, and <laughs> she's the first uh, freshman to make the uh, first team All-America for anywhere since Retke. And you'll see Retke in her final match for Wisconsin tonight. Huskers and Badgers, again, that is a 630 first serve tonight. Uh, thank you guys for for joining us over the course of this year. This is the last live show of 2021. It's been wild. Um, Husker Baseball winning their their conference championship game. Uh, There's a bowling national championship. Wrestling um, did well over the course of the year. Volleyball, obviously, in the national championship tonight. All of the ups and downs. um, Men's basketball. Women's basketball. Both of those teams in action tomorrow. Thank you guys for both me and Cole Stukenholtz. We'll see you guys in 2022.